Welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and we're doing our devotions together every Monday through Friday. We're in the book of 2 Thessalonians, and today we're going to read 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. Here's what it says. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9. And remember, we've said previously that the theme of 2 Thessalonians is to work while you wait. And the church at Thessalonica faced a unique challenge. They were a church that was being persecuted. They were also so looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. And some people had become so thoroughly convinced that that Christ was returning, that his return was imminent, not 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 within generations, but within days, that they had become lazy in their lifestyle. They had become, um, well, in this passage, it calls them disorderly. Um, It says, but we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. You see, they'd become so convinced that Christ was returning, his return was imminent, that they had become disorderly in their conduct. They were actually causing more problems in the church at Thessalonica and in the city of Thessalonica than they were solving. They were that person that wasn't really doing anything, but they were demanding a lot of things. And I think Paul's instruction is interesting here. It says, this is someone that you should withdraw yourself from. And I'll tell you that that's something that's hard for me. Um, it's, I have this tendency to run towards conflict and I have a tendency to run towards people who have needs. And I have this tendency to run towards the people who, um, who are hurting and the people who are lonely and the people who I, I, and I think it, I think sometimes it comes from a healthy place, but I also think sometimes it comes from a, uh, well, maybe a sinful place an arrogance, you know, I can, in my heart, I'm thinking, you know, I can win that person over. I can change their mind. I can convince them. I can persuade them. I can debate with them. I can, I can get them to the place where they'll agree with me. And because they agree with me now, they'll stop being disorderly and they'll start doing the things that, that scripture says is right. And that certainly in my own heart of hearts, I, I know, I know to be right. But I think Paul's instruction is interesting. He says, withdraw from a brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. That's actually Paul's not so subtle way of saying, I did tell you that Christ is returning. That is an important doctrine of the church. But I also believe it's important for us to work while we wait, that we're not going to sit idly by waiting for Jesus to return. No, while we're here, we're going to be faithful and we're going to continue to be faithful until Christ returns. And when he returns, my hope and my joy and my my glory and my crown is the way he says it in Philippians. He says, uh, I, I want you guys to be my, my joy and my crown because you are found faithful on that day when Christ returns. And if you're not someone who's faithful, then really, here's what needs to happen. Your brothers in the church, if you prove to be someone who's disorderly, there's a moment when it's appropriate for us to pull away from one another for a season. Verse 7, for you yourselves know how you ought to walk. 
excuse me, for you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. Paul says, I was an example of what this means, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we did not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. In other words, Paul says, I, I gave you the example. While I was with you, I didn't, I worked for my food. I worked for my day. I worked for, I worked to teach you the gospel. I worked in every way. I was trying to set an example for you of what it means to work while you wait. There's another verse that Paul wrote in another letter. It's 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, and it's a remarkable verse. It's a really simple verse where he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I just think it's amazing that he had the guts to look at someone, I mean, can you imagine having the guts to look at someone and say, hey, if you do what I do, you'll you'll be doing what Jesus did. You know, just follow what I, just do what I did. You'll be doing what, you, you'll, you'll be honoring God if you do that. Paul had the kind of guts to be able to say, you know what, I set an example for you and it was a good example. So follow my example and you'll be fine. Follow my example and you'll do well. I hope to someday be able with integrity to, 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 I don't know that I would ever say it out loud, but I hope to live my lives in a way that that if I if I needed to, I could simply say, hey, if you want to know what Christ would do in this circumstance, just follow my example and I'll show you. I'm I'm not there yet. And I don't know if I'll ever get there. But at least in this way, Paul was saying, I wasn't lazy while I was with you. And I didn't demand anything from you, even though by authority, I, I might by authority have been able to say, hey, you should do this for me. I need to live off your tithes and offerings. I need to live off your food. I need to live off your work. He might have had the authority to do that, but he didn't exercise that authority. And there was a specific reason for it. It's because he wanted to give them an example of what it means to be a faithful follower of Christ who works while they wait. And so this passage gives us permission to treat those who are disorderly in our congregations, those who are disorderly, who are brothers in Christ. It, we need to treat them as a brother, but as a brother, we also at times need to create a distance between us and them because they need a moment to come to their senses. And we need to be careful not to let their sinfulness become a part of our habits as well. We don't want their their temptation to become our temptation, and we don't want their temptation to actually inspire brand new temptations in us. It's easy to resent the, late, the people who are lazy. It's easy to resent those people who refuse to do what everyone, everyone can see clearly is the right thing to do. And so by separating yourself, it gives them an opportunity to come to their senses, but it also protects us from the temptations that rise either to become like them or to resent them in some capacity. And so we need to follow Paul's example and do what's right. We need to work while we wait. We need to not be disorderly. We need to be careful around those people who are disorderly and not fall into the temptation and trap that I fall into that in my arrogance think, well, you know, I can fix them. Um, it's not going to be me or you that can fix anybody. It's only the grace of God given through Jesus Christ that that happens. And sometimes God chooses to use us as an instrument of his grace directly. And sometimes that influence is indirect. Sometimes it's direct because we're having a conversation. Sometimes it's indirect because we're saying, I need to be separated from you for a little bit because the way you're walking is not healthy for you or for me or for anyone else. Let's look at Paul's example. What did he do? Well, here's what he did. Now let's both of us do that together. Let's pray that back to our Heavenly Father. Father, I pray right now that you would help us. 
We love you and praise you and we thank you for who you are and what it is that you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. And and I do pray, Father, that you would help us not to be lazy in our approach to our faith or in our approach to one another. I pray that we would set an example of of what it means to work hard in our workplaces, to go beyond the call of duty, to exceed expectations in every way and in every job we, we perform. I pray that our yes would be yes and our no would be no, that we would be known as people of integrity and that we wouldn't in our churches, in our homes, in our schools, in our businesses, in our government, in all of those things, that we would not be the people who are the troublemakers or the ones who are disorderly in their conduct. And Father, when we come across someone who is disorderly, who is a brother of ours, give us wisdom as to when it's time to separate from them for a season in order that they might come to their senses and that we might remain faithful to you. And so help us not to resent one another. Help us not to treat one another poorly in the middle of all of this. Help us to love one another and to work together for your for your glory and for the good of others. I pray that you would help us in those moments when we are faced with someone who's disorderly to know exactly what to do. How do we how do we speak? How do we act? When's it time to separate? When's it time to come back together? And how do we do what's best and healthiest for your kingdom, for your glory, and for one another? So help us with that, Father. Help us to see that. And I pray like Paul that someday we would be able to, with integrity and honesty, look at someone and say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So Father, help us to imitate you today. We love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. And like I always say, you can uh, catch future episodes of this podcast simply by pressing subscribe. You can help us connect with other people by liking, sharing, or commenting on this episode. And there's always other great content available at our partner podcast, A Follower of One, available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next time on the platform.